Cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Hey, uh, hey, thanks for the lift time, Lord Ira. We'll, uh, we'll be, we'll be, uh, hitting you up in the future. Don't, don't go parking your TARDIS next to our audio equipment again. Remember what happened last time. And also, I know you always say that you don't have a TARDIS because you lost it. But now that you're a big fancy DM, like, That's right. you can afford that whip. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Eat, treat yourself. You to can that. roll yourself up a TARDIS <laughs> whenever you like. And it, and you're the DM, so you can make whatever fucking rolls you want. You can just lie to your players. But just remember, <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, it's it's us from the future. Uh, thanks to Time Lord Iroh. Uh, the episode that you're about to listen to was recorded a few days ago. Uh, uh, we'll get to that in a second. I'm Zach. And I'm Alex. And this is My Cabbages. An Avatar podcast. interesting choice uh so this weekend um alex had to go away she left um, she abandoned me here with the animales i bone biased that's right yeah alex had to go to a a weave a dare <laughs> aloha alex had to go to a uh had to alex went to a uh, bridal shower why don't you tell us about that babe yeah so just like the creepy cicadas that are crawling critter like all out of the ground we're I, all going to be coming out of our c- cocoons that we have woven over the past year in quarantine that's right it's the year of the cicada and so uh i took a you know first risk and i was on a plane for the first time since 2019 and I went to Charlotte, North Carolina, where I'm originally from, or at least spent most a good portion of my life, uh, to see my future sister-in-law and my brother uh, and for the bridal shower. It was wonderful. Um, so I can't wait to finally get the sister I always wanted. The closest thing that I got to a sister growing up was... Uh, my friend Brooke, who also happens uh, to be on another podcast we love called The Restricted Section, um, and she's uh, at Grumpy Brooke on Twitter. So there's my plug. <laughs> and when when we finally decide to tie the knot, uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll be like, oh Brandon, it's like having it's like getting the brother I always wanted. My two brothers will be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, uh, so it was a wonderful weekend, and it was also Mother's Day, and of course I had to live up to the my title as favorite child and go and see my mother. Um, and we also, after three years, uh, got a new not one, but two brand new family dogs. Oh, baby! Two adorable They're little so Springer Spaniels. Did you settle on the names? Um. I think tentatively at the time of this recording, uh, don't quote me, but I believe the final names were Hub and Garth after 
The Crazy Uncles from Secondhand Lions, which was definitely a favorite movie of ours growing up. And it's perfect because it's like they almost went with Pain and Panic because they're kind of unruly little children. But uh, it works with uh, Hub and Garth because they're also unruly little children, but uh, <laughs> they're they're more relatable. Yeah. So, and the the other option was Calvin and Hobbes, um, but I think in the end, uh, Hub and Garth pulled through. So we yeah. got. Brand new puppies, eight weeks old. I got uh, I got my hair done. Like, y'all, it was a weekend of first. I like spring has sprung. So, so. it's so uh, it's it. The episode, like I said before, it was it was already recorded, and and you've been away all weekend. So how how did what that happen? Yeah, what have you been up to? <laughs> I mean, listen, there was there was some brandy and and some wine and uh, hazy. I, I seem to recall recording and watching uh, an episode of Avatar: The Last Airbender, but I, we're just gonna have to see. You, you, you all have to tweet at me and let me know if the episode's any good. I'm just gonna play uh, the 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 crazy ramblings uh, after this. But um... folks, just <laughs> like you, I will be listening to this podcast for the first time uh, when it drops tomorrow morning. That's right. Uh, it's. It's uh, first. It's the first new episode of, of My Cabbages you will have ever listened to. Um, well, except for it feels like the first time. <laughs> feels like the very first time. Yeah, we, that we first had, time when we had, you... we had to do a musical bit because I don't think I did any in <laughs> in the core episode. Yeah, babe. Like I'm here for the ride. So well, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, we will be with you guys. After the the episode, uh, we will talk to you then. Yeah. It's been a whole day. I've been on my own. Alex is at visiting family for the weekend, and I am tasked with recording this podcast and brooding. Because that's that's what we all do. We brood. When we're alone, and I am very alone, I am Zacho alone. This week on My Cabbages, I will be recording the episode. I, I, I can't, I can't keep, I can't keep the, I can't, I can't keep the character going, guys. So uh, Alex is visiting some family and attending a lovely uh, bridal shower for her sister-in-law. Shout out to Brandon and Muriel. Uh, can't wait to be there for y'all's big day. Um, but uh, in the meantime, I got an episode to record. We got to make pod. And uh, we figured it was a good uh, gimmick. We'll see if it pans out. I don't know if I'm funny. I do, however, have the advantage of a, a, a little co-host that I like to call alcohol. That's right. I um, I took a shot of brandy before I started recording. And now I have a tall, read again, tall uh, glass of wine. And we're just going to wing it and we're going to see how it goes and it could be horrible and no no one could ever hear this, but we won't know till we try. I lost internet. I don't know why. I'm recording this in my office because Alex took our only laptop and uh, if you hear a droning computer in the background, I apologize. I'm going to try to get rid of it with digital uh, sound editing, but magic can only go so far and this old hunking fucking dinosaur of a computer is uh, unfortunately very loud and there's not much i can do about it uh anyway this is avatar the last airbender book two 
Earth, Chapter 7, Zuko Alone. We start out with Zuko uh, on a chocobo. He's on the same chocobo. I cannot, I think it's Kyle. We called it Kyle. He's uh, he's on the back of Kyle and he's strolling into the desert. It's almost like we see like a tumbleweed blow through. And Zuko is at his lowest. It's very clear that he's been wandering for days. We get this shot where he goes across this like rickety bridge, which it feels like it feels like rickety bridges are as ubiquitous in adventure movies as quicksand you know what i mean like it it's like the the exotic island or whatever or desert the the uh the travel slash action adventure pick starter pack is like a tumbleweed quicksand and a rickety bridge that gives out halfway through uh but we defy convention here because Zuko just waltzes right across that thing. Like he don't even care. He rides by this this woman leaning next to a tree, and he grips his sword, thinking it's some kind of trap or something. And then another guy like walks in, and he and he realizes that they're a couple and they're just taking care of each other. And he like loosens his grip on his sword. We see this guy is so like conditioned by by war by hardship by exile he's had a long difficult road to the bottom and this is the bottom we then see him tilting a canteen which which is full of which which is full of i can only assume is um liquor like hard hard booze because it's you know he, he polishes it off and then we see it's finally finally starting to kick in it's about time he gets all like shifty shady eyed and uh, he's really starting to he's really starting to lose it. So we see Zuko stroll up to a town, and it's your classic main drag Wild West shanty town. It is classic. It is begging for the sheriff and the deputy to have a a gun toting face off in the middle of it. Uh, you can almost hear the the, the Western music. I am this is a tall glass of wine and I'm 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 working my way through it. So he strolls into town and we see these people gambling in the alley and one of them says uh Sp- spider snake eyes uh <laughs> Which not only introduces the spider snake as an animal, which would go at the absolute bottom of our avatar cute animal tier list, because I can't think of anything more horrifying than a snake with a spider like mixed together. I, I like snakes. I don't have a problem with snakes. They're they're kind of kind of kind of slidey and, and slippery. They're, they're kind of like. They're kind of slithery, and I like them, and they're cute, and they stick out their tongue, and I, I like snakes. They're cute. Spiders, though, fuck. And the idea of... I'm just picturing, like, a millipede spider. That's all... Or a millipede snake. That's all I can picture. Anyway, they land on five, which I thought was very funny, which is, like, apparently spider snakes have five eyes. 
uh, or, or ten eyes. Yeah, ten eyes. That makes sense because it's a spider. Oh my god, do spiders have ten eyes? Hang on, I'm googling this. Spiders have eight eyes, y'all. I feel lied to. It would have been a good joke if there were four, uh, a four on each. But I guess maybe spider snakes, because they're a spider and a snake, they have five eyes because they have ten eyes because they, they got an extra one on each side. I don't know. I don't make the rules. Zuko pulls up to the the stables, uh, and I guess there's just a general food store stall or something. It doesn't make sense why he just... Like, I guess it's the one-stop shop in town because he walks up to it and he goes, he goes, uh, feed, uh, feed for the chocobo and a meal for me. And then he, he like tatters some change onto the counter. And this, uh, this dude is like, not enough here for a hot meal. I can get you two bags of feed. Implying, of course, that Zuko uh, will also eat the feed, which, Zuko, you're hungry. Listen, don't knock it till you try it, is all I'm saying. So, this kid from behind, from in front of Zuko, sh- uh, f- flings this egg in this, like, million-dollar shot. This thing is great. Definitely a high a high roll, uh, a high stat roll. This, this kid rolls uh, really well and hits this guy square in the head with an egg turns around makes beef with zuko because of course it looks like zuko just did it and turns and turn turn back around and every single time he asks questions zuko is just the most flat answer ever he's just like you throwing eggs at us stranger no it's like is that he's like what well then did you see who threw it no say your favorite word no my favorite word is honor yeah, my, my favorite word is honor. Mm. <sighs> he starts foaming at the mouth. No, um, so uh, they they back off because he's got his hand on his sword, and they don't know uh, what he's like or 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 who he is. Um, and uh, kid's like, "Hey, thanks." Pops out from behind the chocobo. He's like, "Thanks for not ratting me out, kid. I'm I'm glad that uh, you didn't submit me to the to the authorities." <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, and Zuko just completely dismisses him and chases after him. He's like, hey, come to my farm. Uh, my my mom will, will make you dinner. It'll be a, a family meal. And as as Zuko is dragged along, he looks very uncomfortable. He looks like... Book- Actually, Zuko very much is... is uh, It kind of reminds me of Picard in this episode. Whenever Picard's out on his own in Star Trek, there's always like this... Mm, yes, quite. Mm, ah. Day 45. I have been wandering through the desert in this Romulan uh, prison camp, and I have lost track of all time. <laughs> so as we, as we, as Zuko is relenting and allowing this kid to guide him to the farm, we see him clutch his stomach as we, as we hear this great little foley work of like, like a gurgly, a gurgly tummy. Zuko's very hungry, y'all. I've been there. I know what it's like. Uh, I know the struggle. Zuko, go get some family food, y'all. Don't turn down a home-cooked meal. In rapid succession here, we get a few really great uh, farm animals. We have a, a pig, sheep, like a cow pig. They're actually all just pig 
they're like maybe all maybe all farm animals in the avatar world have some form of pig in them because even the rooster is part pig this rooster pig is very funny kind of horrifying honestly not as horrifying as a spider snake but probably it's probably a d a, a d on the tier list let's put it that way folks zuko uh strolls up and the, uh the the mother is immediately trying to suss out what his deal is She's like does this guy have a name i'm uh he doesn't have to say who he is if he doesn't want to Sila. where are your what, what's your social security number tell me tell me She's like poking and prodding him a lot. And the dad is like, yo, chill, chill, Chica. Like, it's cool. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Anybody who spits in the face of those fucking soldiers, it, a fucking a- ASAP, all, all soldiers are bad uh, to this dad here. And um, uh, he's like, anybody who fucks with those soldiers is, has uh, friends, friends of ours. Um, and, uh, the, the, the mother is like, so do you want to stay for dinner? It'll be, it'll, dinner is going to be done soon. Uh, Zuko's like, I really should be moving onward. And it's, it's incredible. This character we've known for literally five seconds, this, this woman, this incredibly like knowing woman, it's very subtle. She knows, she knows that. It's not that Zuko wants to move along. It's not that he's not hungry. It's not that he doesn't desperately want a home-cooked meal. It's that he doesn't want a handout. And she respects him enough to offer him work. And she says, go with my husband and work for a while, and then we can eat together. And and he is agreeable to this. And she knows that it's that's all that he needed. And it's just, I don't know, it was like this amazing moment of, like, compassion for this character that is literally at his lowest point. Um, it's just very special. And they're, they're uh, hammering away on the roof, and Zuko is really struggling, y'all. He's not great. Um, he's p- pounding away at these nails. First of all, he has, like, eight of them in one tile. This is not uh, how this works. This is not how any of this works. Zuko, what are you doing, my dude? That tile, first of all, the nails don't even look like they're securing the tile to anything. He's just hammering nails through a tile. He's not, like, hammering them it onto anything. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and the kid is like... You don't seem like you're from around here. <clears throat> I guess because he's doing such an abysmal job. I'm not really sure. But uh, Zuko's like, no, I'm from, like, far away. And he's like, well, where are you from? What did you do? He starts prodding Zuko exactly like the mother did, which leads me to believe that maybe the mother was like, hey, hey, go fucking go prod. See if you can figure it out. Like, hubby won't let me do it anymore. So you got to go and you got to poke poke and prod the questions. And and the kid's like, so where did you get that scar? And Zuko turns and a sick smile appears on his face. And he's like, let me tell you how I got these scars. Why so serious? Why so benderous? Like, so, <laughs> uh, dad's like, hey, can it, can it, kid? This wine is really, this really hit me, guys. I'm feeling it. He's like, can it, kid? Come on, get over it. Can't you see? 
Can't you see you're fucking causing him distress? Come on now. Chill. So we cut to a flashback as Zuko is pounding away uselessly at this roof to another moment of um, Zuko striking out against uh, a defenseless uh, thing. We cut to a scene in the um, in in his garden as, as a child with his mother, uh, and the turtle ducks come over, and we love the turtle ducks. And, oh my god, turtle ducks! They're so great. Turtle ducks, uh, guys, are they my number one? We're gonna do a tier list. We're gonna do a fucking cute, cute avatar animals tier list. But fucking turtle ducks are fucking S tier. Fight me. Uh, at me at Cabbage Cast. Fucking turtle ducks are the most S tier animal in Avatar. There's, there can be no one better. Uh, anyway, then Zuko says, "Hey, mom, want to see how Azula feeds turtle ducks?" What the fuck? And Zuko just takes this stone. Hang on, let me drink more wine. And just clobbers this turtle duck. Just obliterates it completely. It, uh, like, it was horrifying. <laughs> this turtle duck, like, goes down, and then for, like, two seconds, we don't see its surface. And we're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Every animal lover who watched this scene as a kid were like, Zuko, I'm, fuck, I'm coming for you. I'm Listen, Zuko, okay? I'm fucking coming for you. I'm gonna beat your ass. I'm gonna clobber you with a giant fucking stone in a lake. And you 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 deserve to get burned. That's what I'm saying. Hashtag Zuko deserved it. Fucking ridiculous. I cannot believe this injustice uh, has occurred on these solemn grounds. So then the the mother duck, turtle duck, of course, goes after Zuko and bites him and he gets all mad. Oh no, oh my god! Stupid Turtle Duck, why'd you do that? Fucking whiny bitch Zuko. Fucking cry more, my dude. Fucking cry more, Zuko. What do you want? He's like, whoa, why did she do that, stupid Turtle Duck? You fucking know. You know. It's because you lobbed a rock twice the size of its baby at its fucking baby. What did you think? think was gonna happen like i'm just i'm i'm incensed watching this scene here i cannot fucking believe how much of a psychopath zuko was as a child and azula was just as much of a psychopath as a child the only difference is that zuko grows out of it and azula uh, well we'll get there <clears throat> spoilers spoilers um Hang on, let me let me let me just take another sip of this wine here. I'm I'm got a good good bit of it. So then his mom is like, "Hey, that's that's what moms are like. Hey, you know that's what moms are like." And and to to her credit, to this woman's credit, she does give him the old like, "Zuko, what the fuck is wrong with you?" She she like speaks on behalf of the audience, and she actually says, "Fuck, I didn't know that, but uh, watch it back." She says, "Fuck." She says, "Zuko, what the fuck is wrong with you?" No son of mine, no son of mine is going to, I, this whole episode just became about 
eternal duck abuse because I cannot can't get over this. Uh, <clears throat> and she like tickles him, and it's we're supposed to be endeared, but I'm still so abjectly horrified at Zuka's like near murder of one of these. Oh, by the way, the turtle duck pops back up and it's fine. It's totally good. It's it's not hurt at all. Which I think we can all agree if that turtle duck had like came up belly up, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered how many times he helps Team Avatar in season three. Zuko is ne- would have never been redeemable. At that point, you kill a baby turtle duck and you are dead to me for life. For life, Zuko. I'm struggling not to cap because if I don't, if I yell and I... Anyway, turtle ducks are great and I'm, I'm horrified. So <laughs> he's walking with his mom past uh, Azula and the gang and Azula's like, hey. Can you make Zuko play with us? We need equal teams to play a game. <laughs> like Zuko's like, I don't want to play with them. I just, I just want to go be by myself. And his mom is like, go, go play with them, Zuko. And... Zula just comes over and she's like, make him, make him play with us, make him, make him do it. Uh, we, we then cut to the game, uh, at play. Zuka's like, I want to do a cartwheel, which honestly, I mean, cartwheels are mad skills. That's hashtag goals for me. I want to, I want to be able to do cartwheels. She's like, cartwheels aren't a game, dummy. Uh, which shows what you know, Zula, because they are a game. Okay. The winning move. The, the the way that you win the cartwheel game is to not put your legs down halfway through, which is what I always fucking did as a kid when I tried to do a cartwheel. Fun fact. I've, I've never been able to do a cartwheel. Never been able to do a cartwheel. Never been able to snap my fingers. You hear that like, like wet, like packing? That's not, that's not masturbation. That's me impotently trying to snap my fingers it's a joke uh and they're gonna do that uh hula hula hoop i i get hula hoop for a little bit but nothing special uh anyway so azula's azula's like here you go you just gotta knock the apple off of somebody's head she puts it on my's head and shoots the apple and doesn't knock it off in fact instead catches it on fire and zuko runs over to help uh my because all of a sudden he's fucking mr magnanimous you know he can uh pelt a baby little cute child baby duck to fucking death with a stone but uh oh now he's gonna he wants to help my because she's a person and that matters i don't fucking care zuko you're fucking dead to me fucking forget it no I, i i like zuko i can't I can't dislike Zuko. He, he was a dumb kid. He was a dumb fucking kid. How dare you hurt that fucking... So, my... Um, this is going to be heavily edited. This is not going to be fun to edit. Um, <laughs> sorry, editing Zach, for having to edit this mess. You're not forgiven. Uh, so then Zuko spills my... May. Into the water. Uh, they just take a dive into the water and, uh, my, uh, is it May? I bet it's May. May. Zuko takes a spill with May into the water and, uh, Azula, Azula's like, I knew it would work. Ha <laughs> See that? Uh, I told you it would work. And Tylee is like, ha ha ha, it worked. It's funny. And, you know, we get it. Zuko was bullied. Aw, oh, poor Zuko. 
I just can't feel anything for him in this moment. I, I'm sorry. I know I'm supposed to like feel, oh, I get it. He was like picked on by his sister and nobody understood him. And, and, and he was so, so misunderstood, but he fucking threw a stone. Okay. I, I got to move on to this whole episode. It's going to be about this fucking turtle duck. Hashtag justice for turtle ducks. Justice for turtle ducks. Hashtag fuck Zuko for now. I don't need any calming tea. I need to capture the turtle ducks. We then see Zuko's mother come through the courtyard with a pat with a parcel. She says, oh, we got a letter from from your uncle, from Uncle Iroh. And Iroh, uh, if we then cut to Iroh, like writing the letter, he says, he says, well, oh, Ba Sing Se is beautiful. They have great tea. If, if uh, I hope both of you get to see it someday. If we don't burn it to the ground first. <laughs> and it cuts back and all the all the gang is reading the letter and they're all laughing at this idea of the city being burnt to the ground. And I and I just I have to imagine that this is like this show, every single time I watch it, it floors me with its subtle storytelling because I I have to imagine that this this I, I so first of all I have to imagine that the ha 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 wasn't written at the end of the uh, letter. It wasn't like an LOL at the end of a fucking sentence. It wasn't an emoticon at the bottom of a message. Uh, this this probably just read as I hope you I hope you get to see Bossing say one day. If we don't burn it to the ground first, I think he was speaking tragically. And the fact that Iroh said something so profound and so tragic and probably said it with weight, probably did not laugh as he wrote it. That's probably just the imagination of the people reading the letter. But Iroh is a very empathetic person. And I'm sure he was very saddened by what uh, they had they were doing in the war conquest. And we see the doubt in that letter, and it's translated as comedy to the family, which is honestly kind of disturbing when you watch it back and realize what what that miscommunication was all about. Um, so Iroh, uh, so they cut back and, oh yeah, Iroh got us these gifts. Zuko, I got you this cool pearl dagger. It's got a dagger and it's a pearl. And, and Azula, she got you a doll. It's it's made. It's a. It's it's like an American girl, but for it's a bossing say girl. I got you an Earth Kingdom girl doll. Her name is uh, Sue Sing, and she's great. And her favorite color is green. And these are the fashions that she wears. And these are her hobbies. And Azula is like, wow, thanks. She just fucking burns it like to death which is kind of a theme for her we'll we'll come to find out uh so she says hey if iroh doesn't come back from the war that would make dad the fire lord right and uh her mom's like don't you say that how dare you and azula's like it's all the same to me i'm just saying if iroh fucking died that would be great and rad and i would like it and i would be for it <laughs> Azula's evil, guys. That's what I'm getting at. She's really fucking evil. She's like last episode of season seven, Daenerys Targaryen. I'm sorry. Season seven was okay. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. But I didn't hate it. It had Cooking Bowl. Come on, guys. It had Cooking Bowl. We wanted Cooking Bowl so bad. Let me finish this wine. 
We wanted the game bowl so bad and we got it. And we should be happy that we got it because we got it. And it happened. And then I'm okay with it because whatever. It was all just dumb TV to me. Fuck the water. Bring me wine. So yeah, we realized that Azula's kind of like, hey, I'm just saying, Dad would be a better Fire Lord than that dumb old tea lover. And first of all, I'm with you, Azula. Uh, coffee is king. And uh, nobody is on this podcast right now to tell me otherwise. Oh, oh, who's that? What's what's that about? What's that about? Oh, coffee's not the best? Tea is, in fact, better? I don't know what you're talking about. That That's... It, coffee is... Is... Um, the best. It's better than tea. Welcome to coffee hour, everyone. This morning I made Dunkin' Donuts coffee that I ground up myself and then made it in a French press. Not a French press. Uh, a, a Chemex. It was great. And I use a metal Chemex filter that I recommend because coffee is great. And I like coffee. This has been Coffee Corner. Welcome welcome back to Coffee Corner. It's been a long time. That's the end of this segment. The Coffee Corner is over. We get a scene where Zuko wakes up uh, after his time sleeping in the hay, uh, like um, the first season characters in Konosuba, not being able to afford lodging and having to sleep out with the pigs. Uh, he comes out to see the kid is like practicing with a pair of swords. I think they're Zuko's swords. I... Zuko's like. We think that Zuko's going to, like, raise hell because these kid's touching his stuff. But Zuko takes the swords and he's like, he gives him some some Mr. Miyagi, like, wax on, wax off type philosophy. He's like, these are dual swords. Two halves of a single weapon. Don't think of them as separate because they're not. They're just two different parts of the same whole. One only together. Like me, together. One. One only. Alone. Zakavala. The swords are um, cool and neat, and Zuko expresses this little piece of, piece of wisdom, and the kid grabs them and is suddenly like way better. Like Zuko gave him two lines of suggestions, and the kid leveled up like two levels of uh, sword dancer, the store dance, the sword dancer skill stat. Uh, he just starts being way better, and he's like, "Yeah, cool." Check it out. I'm better now because you said like two sentences to me. Isn't that great? And Zuko like nods. He's like, that is great. That's crazy that I can improve your skill that much. Um, and then Zuko's about to head out. Mom slips him some some food, which is something like my mom always does. You know, like I'm about to leave from a visit and she like slips, slips me like a 40, like like two twenties and she's like here just get some dinner or something and i was like i'm like mom don't don't take this back and she's like nope it's, it's yours now forget it forget it i love my mom i love you mom uh you're great and you you help me out when i need it and i love that about you moms are great uh we get to see a lot of zuko's mom this episode and she seems like a very strong and compassionate woman and uh um zuko is accepting a little offer that the mom offers him uh this like bread she's like this will get you through the next few meals or like a little package and he's about to take it it's like a hello fresh box she's like here check it out I, I i didn't i didn't make this one it was it was in my freezer leftover i haven't haven't used it 
so he takes the HelloFresh box and he, this episode not sponsored by HelloFresh, by the way. We wish we could have sponsors. Um, he's about to take it and boom, we see on the horizon soldiers incoming. He's like, what do they want? And Zuko's like, trouble. They pull up and they're, they're yapping on this, this guy for, I guess, his, his older son who went away into, into the war. And we see why he hates the the army because they just sort of dunk on him for, I guess, no reason. I mean, he seems to hate the soldiers because Zuko is like, yeah, I picked a fight with them and it was bad. And he's like, cool, you can stay here. You're my best friend. So he's probably not on the best side of the of the of the soldiers. And uh, they they just kind of dunk on him a lot. Your son's battalion got captured. You boys hear what the Fire Nation did with their last group of Earth Kingdom prisoners? You watch your mouth. They're like, why do you why are you putting in with this garbage family? Like they're talking to Zuko and uh, he's like, eh, whatever. And so then um, they turn around and they ride off. They fuck off. They're like, eh, forget it. You're not worth our time, which is like a bully's way of saying like, I don't want to face the repercussions of this decision, so I'm just going to pretend like you're too weak to even bother. Okay, thanks. Bye. Um, when the soldiers are picking on the dad about his older son, we cut to Zuko getting a flashback about his mother telling him that Iroh's son has died. And I think this... This ignites a lot in Zuko. It ignites his like own mortality. It ignite it ignites his need to sort of be recognized, but it also sort of capitalizes that like any one of them could die. None of them are safe. This was just a regular character in his life, his cousin, and he's gone. And it was like when I came down stairs one morning and found out that my friend had died. It was, it was tragic. It was heartbreaking. And it was just, it put me out of sorts with time in a way that I can't really describe. It it was horrible. And I I see that on Zuko's face in that scene. And um, we cut later to the dad and he's like, I'm going to go find my son and Farm dad is like, I'm going to go find my, I'm going to go find our son and I'm going to bring him back and it's going to be great. And, uh, kid's like, will you stay if he leaves? And Zuka's like, no, of course not. I, I said I was going to dip. I'm not going to stick around because your dad's going off to war or whatever. Then we cut back to the, the, the Fire Nation gang, the, the, the pre-war, they're the, the childhood Fire Nation gang. And Zuko and Azula are talking, and Azula is like, hey. Uncle's coming home. Does that mean we won the war? No. It means Uncle's a quitter and a loser. And Azula's like, no, dummy. It means Iroh sucks, and he fucking gave up. He gave up the war. Because his son died. I mean, how how dare he? His son died. What? And uh, Zuko's like, nah, he's not a quitter. He's not a loser. And Azula's just like, yeah, huh? He's a dummy, and I don't like him. And he's 
stupid. And wow, this wine. Hang on, guys. I'm going to go get some more wine. I'm taking a little, little, little break here. I'll be back. I'm back. There wasn't much wine left, but uh, I, I took whatever was left. I poured it in this cup, and I'm going to drink it. Uh, <laughs> it's not clear. I'm already a little toasty. I, I, I tend to dip into a Picard. Uh, yes, quite. Mm, I am. Doctor, there must be a cure. Some formula. <laughs> this is the flagship of the Federation. That's not Picard. What the fuck am I doing? Why is my Picard Australian? Uh, the continuation of this flashback is uh, pretty pretty hard. We then cut to a visit, an audience with the Fire Lord where we see this ridiculous atrium again that has the fire Lord in a seat, like bathed in a wreath of fire beneath him. And y'all, I gotta be real with you. I gotta be real with you. My friends, my cabbage patch, my alcohol, whatever I am talking to this episode. It's gotta be hot in there. It's gonna be sweltering up on that throne. With fucking fire beneath you. Like, I have to imagine that after six hours of sitting in that chair and sweating beads down every crevice through my robes, through whatever I'm wearing while I'm there. And he's in, like, long sleeve attire. He's, like, dressed up. And I just cannot imagine how you could have a giant lake of fire beneath you and not just be like... Hey, can you turn that shit off? Hey, turn that shit off! I'm sick of it! I don't want it anymore! I'm, I'm hot! I'm sweaty! Turn down the flame! This is an old man, and he's he's not young, and he, I would just... My skin would be dry. I just... I, can, I cannot imagine it being comfortable sitting on a throne that is bathed in flames. Like, I had that guy has to be like, man, why couldn't I have been a fucking water lord? Just had a pool. Just had a pool down here and just splash in whatever I want. I can't just take off my robes, take a dive in the fucking fire. Because that shit hurts. Um. So anyway, Azula goes to train. And she does some cool moves. And she does some some flashy stuff. And it's really cool. It's, it's definitely, you know. It's like uh, my friend Will who went on to two backgrounds for Legend of Korra. You'd just be like, oh, check it out. I just, I just whipped this up. And it was amazing. And mine was less amazing. Like, considerably less amazing. And uh, Zuko gets up and he's me. And he's like, I want to show what I'm learning. And he just kind of putters around. And he's like, look, look, there's some gradients. I added some shading here. I, I even rendered the thing to make it look shiny is all well, colors are great and they don't clash at all and they don't they don't like uh you know make it hard to read or anything like that uh zuko does not do a good job and it's obvious and uh he fails and they leave and the fire lord's like what do you want and zuko's dad is like yo iroh is not living up to his shit after his son's death my brother abandoned the siege at ba sing say 
And who knows when he will return home. He is, he's letting you down, dog. And <laughs> Fire Lord's like, well, just say what you want. He's like, make me the Fire Lord. Cut Zuko, cut Iroh off. I still got a kid. My bloodline is secured. Iroh's isn't, he's not, he's not going to have any more kids. His little swimmers are all dried up and, uh, that's, that's the way it is. So what do you think? Make me the Fire Lord instead of Iroh. And to the Fire Lord's credit, he is just like, fuck you. You dare suggest I betray Iroh, my firstborn, directly after the demise of his only beloved son? Who the fuck do you think you are? Your son throwing stones at fucking baby turtle ducks? I haven't forgotten Zuko. Hashtag fucking revenge for turtle duck. Um, so... <laughs> He's like, get out of here. Get out of my sight. He's like disgraced. And, and Zuko and uh, Zuko's dad is like, ah. So then we cut to Zuko in bed and, and Azula is standing there and she's they're both kids. And he's like, dad's going to kill you. And he's like, no, he's not. Dad wouldn't do that. Grandfather said dad's punishment should fit his crime. You must know the pain of losing a firstborn son by sacrificing your own. Zuko's like, Get, get stop it, Azula. Dad would never do that to me. And mom is like, would, would do what to you? She steps in like a fucking fierce, fiery power mom. And she's like, What is going on here? I don't know. It's time for a talk. And you just know that Azula is going to get the kind of stern talking to that makes you regret every decision you've ever done in your life. Uh, that's up, up and coming. Of course, it won't matter to Azula because she's a fucking psychopath and never takes shit from anyone. And while she's being chided, uh, Zuko is just hyperventilating and uh, uttering his safe word phrase, which is Azula always lies. Azula always lies. Azula always lies. And it cuts to him laying in a field modern day, and he's still saying the same phrase over and over again. So before Zuko went off into his little flashback, he did give the kid a knife before he left. He gave the kid the pearl knife that his um his uncle gave him. He's like, read the inscription. And kid's like, made in Earth Kingdom. Is that is that inscription really as big as the inscription that he wanted him to read? He's like, read the other one. He's like, oh, uh, never give up without a fight. It's like, are those things the same size? The mother comes up to Zuko and, like, galloping up on a chocobo, and she's like, I need your help. Like, as soon as da the dad left to go find the the son, my other son got fucking taken by the soldiers. They came to get food, and he said they couldn't have any, and he pulled a knife on him. Where did he even get a knife? And Zuko's like, ah, fuck. I know I shouldn't have given that fucking kid a knife every fucking time. What the fuck is wrong with me? He's like... Yeah, I'll get your son. She's like, I don't know. I know you barely know us, but I just, I don't know who else to say. He's like, I'll take care of it. As if to say, like, this is my fault. I, I gave him the knife. <laughs> and this is my problem. So now Zuko has to go and, and clean up after this kid. He shows up and we get our, our, our standoff. And if there were guns here, we'd have, this would be like a quick draw scenario. But Zuko's just like, listen, y'all aren't soldiers. You're bullies. And I don't like bullies. Uh, to put uh, to quote the great Captain Catherine Janeway. But I don't like bullies, and I don't like threats, and I don't like you. 
He's like, are you going to take that? And Zuko's like, you, you listen, this family's already lost a kid to the war. They're already struggling. You're making it worse. You're being a bunch of douchebags. And they're like, fuck you, man. I ain't going to fucking take this shit. And they start fighting. And they fight. You know. You know you know this show. When they start fighting, they, they fight. Watch the episode. It's really well done. It's cool. They throw rocks at him. He deflects them. It's great. We get a cutaway to this old couple, and the guy is like, give him a left. And I left. And <laughs> his wife is like, it's not a fist fight. And he's like, he's got a left sword, don't he? I guess he's right. Like, usually Zuko fights with two swords, but I don't know that he's fighting with two swords this time. Oh, he is. He's fighting with his two swords. So uh, Zuko goes down. He takes a bunch of hits and in quick succession, and he goes down. And everybody is, like, worried. They're rooting for him. They want him to win. And then he flashes back. His mother wakes him up in the middle of the night and tells him something in a very hushed, very worried tone. She's like, don't, don't ever lose yourself. Like, everything I have done, I have done for you. She is telling him that, like, I got to be honest, this episode's really heavy and this is a fun idea. Zuko alone, Zako alone. I'll get drunk and I'll record an episode of the podcast. But this episode is, is heavy. This is about Zuko's, basically the dissolution of Zuko's family and his mother. It's very clear that she has done something here that she can't take back. And she's telling him she loves him and she's saying goodbye. And we don't know what happens to his mother. She disappears. We do find out what happens to his mother in graphic novels that we will at some point read and review on this podcast when we run out of content. But we see we see Zuko's mom basically say goodbye to him and then run off in a cloak in a veil of mystery. And and he wakes or he wakes up uh, in this fight in modern day and he fucking just whirls up this flame tornado of fire and knocks this guy back finally even footing i'm cheering but everybody else is like oh my god this guy is a fire bender fuck him uh, this dude sucks fucking firebenders are the worst people ever i bet this dude throws fucking rocks at turtle ducks like they just came up with the worst thing they could possibly think of and and like the, the worst atrocity they can possibly like this universe's version of like kicking a box of puppies is throwing a stone at a turtle duck and zuko literally did that he literally did that and i can't feel sorry for him in this moment because fuck him the turtle duck deserves better. And there's a lot of wine that I'm drinking. <laughs> uh, I don't usually drink a lot, that guys. I, I, I drink maybe like a couple times a month. I, I take a shot every once in a while with Alex to be like, hey, it's the apocalypse. Let's take a shot. And that's it. But we don't like get drunk on a regular basis. So this is a, this is a, a rare moment for me. Uh, but yeah, Zuko basically trounces these people as soon as the the facade drops and he lets everybody know who he is. He's like, I'm Zuko fire Lord, uh, heir to the throne of the fire Lord and blah, blah, blah. And that old man who was rooting for him earlier is like, I heard of you. 
you're an outcast. You don't belong anywhere. You're a loser. Zuko's like, yeah, but like, I'm a fucking badass loser. So whatever. Uh, he, he approaches the kid. The kid's all like tied up and uh, tries to offer the kid the dagger. But the kid is just not having it now that he knows that Zuko is who he is. He's ruined it for him. He's like, I don't want it anymore. I hate you. Like, you took my brother from me. And Zuko, once again, just like before, just like that moment in the spa earlier where he, like, basically helps his grand his uncle get better after he, he takes a bad Campbell on some not tea. Uh, he sees firsthand the damage this war has done to these people. And it's a war that his people have instigated. It's not a war that he has instigated. It's not a war that he personally has caused and has connected the dots to completely be responsible for. But his side is the wrong one. And I think this is kind of... Before it was definitely paraded in front of him and kind of dangled on a, on a, on a fishing line. Like, hey... Maybe, like, you're not the good guys in this scenario. Hans. Are we the baddies? (laughs) And this, I think, this episode really puts that question. Because I think it began as a question in that episode. This puts a punctuation on that question that is not a question mark. It is, yes, you're the baddies. And, And I think he realizes that in this moment and we cut to um we cut to the the next morning after the mysterious cloak and dagger shit with his mom and uh Zula's like yeah nobody knows where mom is and grandpa grandpa passed away last night he's like ha ha very funny and uh he goes to his dad and he's like where's mom he doesn't answer him and we cut to the coronation and yes Fire Lord Ozai is being sworn in. So Ozai is sworn in and we get this lengthy speech. And I mean, wow. We see a big windfall for the family and a big tragedy for Zuko because he doesn't know where his mom is. And everything in his life is thrown into question. And even more so now in modern day when we cut back and Zuko is heading off a villain he is heading off an abject enemy of the people he just risked his life to save, all because they saw him firebend. And they know what that connotation means. This throws into question race and class and, and ethnicity and cultural division and war and all of these things. And Zuko is finally at the crossroads of knowing that he wants better for himself that he doesn't deserve to deal with the mistakes of his family's past and his warlike horrible ancestry has has given for him he is better than those things but he's still fucking through a rock at a turtle duck, and I'm not gonna fucking forget about it. It's not gonna happen, and I'm not gonna. It's not gonna happen. It's gonna go to the end of the show. Hey, folks, the episode's over. We're we're at the other side of it. Alex still hasn't heard it, but 
Um, it, I feel like the fellowship after they've come out of the mines of Moria and they've just <laughs> lost Gandalf and they're like all just clutching each other in pure agony and Frodo is like heaving himself <laughs> to the ground and it's all in slow motion. Yeah, it's it I feel like that. <laughs> I mean, babe, this was the gr- No, this was your concepts album. This was your Pink Floyd <laughs> I had fun The with Wall. It. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna hand out some experience points. Uncle, do you realize what this means? I won't get to finish my game. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to jangle? I won Dungeons and Dragons, and it was advanced! Evil? Or maybe chaotic neutral? The Demogorgon! We're deep shit! You've been shot by an arrow. Ow! Well, there'd be penalties to her experience if she acted out of alignment. Oh shit, I didn't do my homework well yeah because i mean i watched the episode so that makes a lot of sense i mean i did watch the episode but i watched it i think two weeks ago yeah it's been a while (laughs) i'll do my i'll do my crit fail and my crit success and then you've got something that you want to do right um yeah i have uh a surprise part that i will read at the end uh of the show but go ahead cool my crit uh success is the boy the boy of the farmer family uh, for flinging that egg at that soldier's head that he really nailed that dexterity like throw. He critted it. Yeah. It, the, the gymnastic judges all hate yeah. like perfect 10. Definitely. Perfect score. It's like in a, in a, in a goofier cartoon, you could almost picture the guy getting so mad that he cooks the egg that's on his head. Um, but uh, my, my crit fail is Zuko hitting that fucking turtle duck with a fucking... It's been days, folks. It's been days. And I'm still mad. He's getting visibly I'm upset. I'm still fucking mad. Babe, I, I appreciate your passion, but you're, like, I'm, you're, your face is gonna get wrinkles <laughs> from <laughs> permanent creases I'm, from the furrow in your brow. I'm mad. Hashtag cancel Zuko. He feels this in his soul. Uh, Don't so, worry, the turtle duck has their moment. The turtle duck is, uh, is fine. No turtle ducks were harmed in the making of this film because it's animated, but... Some animators still had to draw that. Yeah, it's true. And the voice actor—they were damaged. the The animator was like, "Why do I have to draw?" It's like, can you imagine the animator like gets a call from their partner and she's like, "Hey, so what are you doing with your day?" And the animator's like, it's, "It's been really rough, babe. I've been drawing a turtle duck getting hit by a fucking rock." Fuck you, Zuko. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm done you, for. I'm done for good. And that animator <laughs> takes it to like their the director and (laughs) he's like here here's the cells that you made me draw no he's like director looks at them crumples it up rock isn't big enough (laughs) it was a big fucking rock yes i know it was a big rock like i guarantee you it's it i I just imagine the animator just it started out really small and then it just had to get bigger and he eventually just tried to make it so big he was trying to hide their shame so what's your thing baby my thing is, so, as you all know, we have discovered a new uh, friend on Twitter, and uh, Jamie at underscore GBs, uh, and we, I just adore her fan art. You all know this if you listen to the pod. I also am really, really considering checking out Lore Olympus just because of how 
beautiful this art is. And I, when I discovered it was a Persephone and retelling of the myth of Persephone and Hades, I, which is my favorite Greek myth, I got a little too excited. And then (laughs) I realized I was Alice in Wonderland and I realized how deep this hole goes. (laughs) I'm not going back y'all. The matrix is real. And (laughs) I'm going to ride this ride. It seems like a cool comic. I'm looking forward to looking looking into it myself. So look for those updates. Uh, but anyways, I decided to go to the Twitterverse and put forth. I wanted to tap into the Cabbage Patch Hive Mind. And I retweeted the tell me you watch Atla without telling me you watch Atla. And it's like the the category on uh, Family Feud. Uh, come on down. So uh, that's actually Price is Right. <laughs> so I put this out to the Twitterverse. And um, we got a whole uh, bunch of wonderful responses. Um, and by a whole bunch, you mean like two whole responses? Uh, of course our, more than a single which is a hey, it's more than i expected well we of course uh stan our drew davenport uh Ravrune, yeah uh, our, our new our season two drew davenport we we like it's a rotating position it seems because yeah waru definitely our our number one stan at the moment um and uh, Rude tweeted because we re- replied to uh, at heebie-jeebies, that's rough, buddy, which is of course a classic and is a slight underscore reference to our real stan for Zuka, right. forever and always. Mm-hmm. And if y'all um, disagree, you can GTFO. And then Rude uh, also went with. We're two for two. We're batting 100 for uh, Zuko quotes. So those are both really good. And then our other favorite, uh, Jamie, uh, replied, secret, secret, secret tunnel. Secret tunnel is the best. It's our outro music. You're about to hear it in just a minute. Yeah. Uh, that's great, babe. I love all that. Thank you for all of your suggestions. And if you all want to have your answers right on the pod, if you want to complain uh, or drop a suggestion, you can tweet us, tweet at us at CabbageCast on Twitter. If you make me laugh, I'll read it on the pod. Um, It's really easy to make us laugh. That's true. I'm a very, I'm a very generous laugher. Um, Or you can email us. Uh, if 140 plus characters uh, in quite your jam uh, and my cabbage cast at gmail.com. Correct. That's, uh, that's going to be it for us folks. Remember, check out the feed on the 17th. There's going to be a, a, a quick little announcement, something very exciting. Oh, are, are we, te- is this a teaser? It, yeah. You're going to have to find out what it is in, on the 17th. We're uh, not going to say a word. Well, um, big news. Timely are changing. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, folks, that's going to do it for us. Uh, I'm Zach. And I'm Alex. And this has been My Cabbages. Our outro music is by Jay Curtis. That's right. Our outro music is by Jay Curtis. It's awesome. Uh, kiss your cabbages. Good night. Uh, good night and good luck. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, Sam.